Man vs. Bee is a family comedy on Netflix that consists of nine episodes and has a total runtime of around 90 to 100 minutes. It stars Rowan Atkinson as Trevor, a divorced father and recently hired house sitter, as well as a computer-generated bee. On this podcast, we usually review the latest installment of a random series each episode, but considering the queeby-length chapters of Man vs. Bee, we're evaluating the whole first season. It's July 2nd, 2022. Welcome to today's episode. five characters here and i want to see how they compare to trevor so okay okay so todd margaret <laughs> that's actually my second one wiley coyote well no hold on. okay go ahead mr bean uh yeah okay todd no, I'll, I'll okay cycle okay. through him first mr bean todd margaret joey from friends michael scott and jason from the good place okay that that is a lot so i would immediately say that michael scott and joey from friends are smarter than trevor um, or they wouldn't have get, become as obsessed as Trevor does in this show at trying to kill this bee. Like, they would have realized something was up and left. Mr. Bean, I think, would have exhausted himself and then also left. Um, and then the last two, I think, are probably the same level. Like, they would have done something catastrophic. So, what were the last two? It was the Todd Margaret and Jason from the Yeah, both of those very possibly could have done what Man First Bee does. 90% of this show is just Trevor... Um, Rowan Atkinson going around Wiley Coyote style trying to catch a bee but there are a few side characters that I should mention yeah I'll say them in no particular order we have a cop we have a gardener Mrs. and Mr. Kolstad Bergenbotten we have Trevor's daughter his ex-wife three robbers a dog named Cupcake and a judge and that basically is it apparently the dog named Cupcake was kind of a diva on set what's like, that mean it would it would leave midway through takes mm-hmm. and like if you scared so not it very well trained <laughs> kind of yeah and also you were uh, but you do have talent in front of the camera like you were saying nina is that his ex-wife no that's one of the two rich assholes okay yeah the bergenbottens because she's from crazy rich asians uh-huh. and she was also a main character in gangs of london as well um yeah she's also going to be in the next show that we do she's going to be wait 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 wait. what's her name like Jing, in real life Jing lucy the next show that we're doing also has someone from crazy rich asians like as a main <laughs> star it's chris pratt and it's that terminal list show. And uh, I, I forgot what her name is, but she was also, she was from Fresh Off the Boat. She was the mom in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, but it's not the same person, right? I don't think so. Okay, yeah. that's just very interesting. Go so, ahead. yeah, but this was created by Rowan Atkinson and John Davies. In fact, Rowan Atkinson said that John Davies really came up with the main idea for the show. Um, both have worked together on, like, all three of the Johnny English films. Davies has worked a lot on animation, I think, uh, for the screenplays for, like, Puss in Boots, Flushed Away, and How to Train Your Dragon. And I did see that on Netflix, this is classified, I think, under the kids category, right? Like, yeah. it's a family show. Extremely so. Mr. Bean is more violent than this. Like, he has a gun and he shoots it and stuff, and Mr. Bean just yeah, Rowan, accidentally... Yeah, Rowan Atkinson said there was no way that he was going to put, like, Mr. Bean into this show because they wanted to ground it. Well, he it. talks. That's the first thing. Right. That, like, it's if you think that this is just going to be Mr. Bean stuck in a house with a bee, that would probably be a better show because Mr. Bean is such a loved character. This is a completely different character. He's supposed to be somewhat more understanding and reasonable right grounded in reality is until he just starts becoming obsessed with trying to kill a bee i have i have sympathy for anyone dealing with a bee in the house like that happened to me a few months ago uh, and it took a while to catch it was like 20 minutes and you kind of have to watch it fly around forever it just 
afraid that it's going to sting you. Wait till it lands for like 0.2 seconds and then nab it. <laughs> and that's like your but one chance. But then it jumps back up and then it starts flying around. It's way more uh, difficult to catch than, say, a fly. It actually seems scary. And I think that that's why they chose B as opposed to any other type of insect for this show. I mean, it didn't look particularly scary here. He just kept on swatting it away until it became a real nuisance to him. Uh, and they're not as bad as wasps. Like, if this had been a wasp, then I think it would have given more to him being scared of it. Like, he would have been running around the house afraid that he was getting stung. But that's not what they chose to so do. So I think overall, like, the amount of episode content is like 100 minutes or so. That's what Rowan Atkinson said. Would this have just worked? for like a movie instead of splitting it up into like nine parts like they did yeah so i'm going to get into that but first let's just do the synopsis because okay. i'm going to just go through my thoughts of watching this so there's this rich married couple the bergenbottens who live in this new age i'll call it an opulent estate because it's not exactly a mansion it's not as big as a mansion it does have a three-car garage it is multi-level it's got tech imbued in like every different like the sink and the uh the cupboards and everything it's it's a smart house um, and it has a massive garden outside and there's tons of irreplaceable artwork inside that Mr. Bean or sorry, uh, Trevor <laughs> is supposed to be taking care of. They go on vacation, the Bergenbottens do, and they hire their um, regular house sitter through this app. But instead of that guy showing up, Trevor shows up and he's just a klutz, right? So Mrs. Bergenbotten, Nina, as you said, uh, she is sensibly uneasy with his presence as the person in charge of everything going down. Why? However, They're like just. Because when he comes in there, he's like screwing things up. He's knocking things over and he's, he's asking these questions. And it's like, this is your first time doing this? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, Rowan Atkinson has talked about the awkwardness that he feels like is house sitting, considering the fact that you're giving like some your own house with all these items in it to just like a random stranger. Well, yeah, but it's also childish humor. And I actually feel bad for the Bergenbottens because I'm like, I would immediately send this guy back. For this type of house, I don't think he's prepared for it. And like, she is right to be concerned. So then... The, even though these are supposed to be rich, smarmy assholes, like I'm like, okay, I'm on their side. <laughs> uh, and so they give all these instructions to Trevor, but they don't do it in like an overwhelming fashion. They're just like, we made a booklet, a manual for you. And we've given them all and they're just right on the table over there. And he's mm -hmm. like, great. Okay. And so what do you do if you're put in that position? If I was put in that position, I would immediately go to the manual and start like just shuffling through it, making sure I understood the basics. Right. right. But he doesn't do that. He decides to do what like most people do when they buy, I don't know, a blender and they just like attach it themselves and they assume that everything's uh, going to work fine. Yeah. And so he like turns on the stove and immediately destroys that manual, which you think call the people and tell them that's what happened. How do you, how did he how did it he turn turns on, the, on the wrong stove and so it lights a fire under the thing and it takes forever for the thing to light on fire and when it does it doesn't cause any smoke in the house which makes no sense and then he just decides that he's going to throw it away but that wasn't even the bee's fault the worst right. thing the bee did in that whole situation is distract him from seeing it was on fire but by the time it was already on fire that was that was his fault so, like, you already know this guy is inadequate at taking care of a house. And he's even talks about later on in the series to his daughter how he's lost several jobs because of different evil things that have come to, like, pass. And that's where I first got the impression that this show could have been, like, a one episode off where you have, like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of him trying to catch a beat. Fine. Funny. But, like, this went on way too long because then we jump to five episodes later. I'm not joking. It's just five episodes of him trying to kill a bee. But they're short episodes, right? But that's 50 minutes 
or 60 minutes of just him running around. And it's not like Breaking Bad style. There's this dark element to it. No, it's just him being having this existential crisis as a man trying to catch this little tiny bee. And then these robbers break into the house and they break, they hack the alarm. And while Trevor's sleeping, they get in there and they have this list of valuables they're supposed to take. All this stuff that we've seen Trevor destroy because the bee was like yeah. causing a nuisance. So like statue figuring, uh, this paint, there's a couple paintings that he's like stuck a knife through. Uh, there's an, that he's also tried to mend in like the most uh, do it yourself fashion. I heard, I heard there was a lot of items that he just keeps breaking in the house. Like that's a lot of just what the nine episodes Yeah, are. but then he'll take other items like the couch and he'll like rip it up trying to fix the more expensive piece. And even though it's obvious that that's what he's done. And so like he'll destroy so much. And so it's, it's definitely childish humor and it's also like non-intelligent. I also, like, yeah, slapstick comedy is what Wikipedia Yeah, but slapstick is what he's always done. Like Mr. Bean is slapstick and I love Mr. Bean, but and rat rays too right he did slapstick and rat rays uh so then there's also this old religious text that's in this tempered climate that like no one can touch and in the first episode i think that's when the dog like to completely rips it up and then there's also this art piece that's like a giant baby mobile that kind of sticks out there like a chandelier that he's also like messed up with like a hand blender and then there's the jaguar the car and so all these are on the list of things that the robbers need to take but the joke is that trevor comes out in the middle of the night and he like starts chasing the bee again and he unintentionally unbeknownst to him locks the robbers into one of the rooms seals them in there so that they're stuck so when the cops stop by the next morning they just immediately arrest them and he's like well that worked out well and the bergen are trying to get in touch with him the whole time being like so what's going on what's going on right why why can't why aren't they able because to he's afraid to answer the phone every time it's always in the middle of something that he's done that's been horrible for their house and probably cost billions or millions of dollars and uh then it's back to killing the bee for the next however many episodes until he accidentally poisons the dog while trying to poison the bee. He trashes the jaguar, driving erratically, getting to a vet. And then at the very, oh, and then he makes a bomb outside the house to try to kill the bee. Like he, he goes on YouTube, he makes a bomb and he sets it off just as the Bergen Bottoms are getting home. And when they go inside, he's with a fire like torch thing that you used for the- Flamethrower? It's sort of like a flamethrower that the, the gardener was using earlier for weeds, but he's using it all inside the house. So the whole house is on fire. And that's when we cut to him getting sentenced to jail for three years, which I thought was generous considering everything <laughs> that he'd done. It was, I, I thought that was insane that he only got three years for it. But he overhears in prison, these robbers, the same ones that were yeah. hot saying that the guy who the Bergen Bottens had actually hired them to go into the house f to steal that stuff so that they could claim it for insurance and get a ton of money for it. And then suddenly because he, Trevor overhears that he's set free and like the Bergen Bottens go to jail. And then that's the end of the show, except for the fact that he still has this bee that he's trying to kill. Wait, the bee never dies. No, at the very end of the show, he's taken his daughter out to this camping trip that he's been talking about wanting to do the whole time and that they thought that he wouldn't be able to do. And then the bee settles on a piece of bread and it looks like things are just going to be hunky-dory and everything's going to be fine. But then he tries to kill the bee and it's back to just swatting it. The problem I have is that Trevor needs psychiatric help. And <laughs> he's been sentenced to... Okay, so disregarding all the damage that he did to the fake valuables, right? right yeah. So all that stuff that was not really worth that much. He still made a bomb and set it off on purpose. He violated numerous traffic laws, like almost getting into several accidents, 
what he did to Cupcake, the dog, nearly killing it multiple times. Like, at the end, the bomb goes off. This bee hut that he made jumps in the air for, like, 100 feet, falls back down right on the dog. Somehow no. it doesn't die again. And that's after the poisoning that it That's animal cruelty. And then he also set a house on fire. I don't care that the house probably wasn't worth as much as they were claiming. He still set a house. That's arson. So, like, the idea that all of those things, and then he just overhears those criminals, and he's like, and, and everybody's like, oh, you get a free pass. You're pardoned. Well, that was insane. That's the comedy route of it, though, right? Are you saying that because all this stuff happens, it makes him, like, a less likable character? Well, you can't make him a more... By making him able to talk and making him able to have these, like, emotional conversations with his wife and his daughter... Uh, or his ex-wife and his daughter, you're trying to root him into more of a human aspect yeah. than just a cartoon character. Right, exactly. Like that's a Tom what, and Jerry. That's what Atkinson wanted. Yes, but then you can't have him do stupid things like blow up or like intentionally make a bomb and then expect it not to have any consequences, right? Like Todd Margaret, as stupid as it was, he had consequences. And the funniest part was that like, he had to deal with them. Like he was still being sent to court. And even if he got out for any particular reason, like it still came back to bite him. This, it felt like besides being really boring because the premise just got old super quick. I get it's a family show. I get that it was probably a pandemic idea because it had a really small cast and it was well, basically actually, just him. The script, the script meeting for this was three years ago. They did film it during COVID-19. In fact, Rowan Atkinson- It seems like a perfect thing to film during COVID-19. Yeah, he came, well, he came in contact with someone who was like, who did have COVID-19, but thankfully he didn't end up like- Yeah, because how would he have come in contact with anyone on that set? Um, I, and I get that Rowan Atkinson's career is playing these stupid, lovable characters. Yeah, one of his favorite uh, characters that he's played is apparently Black Adder, which did like five series. Well, no, that was one of his original. Yeah, like, but, that, but that's what he said is his favorite, like fondest memories of playing out of all the characters that he's played so far. Yeah, if you've ever seen that series, it's completely different than what you're looking at here. Um, and it also had Hugh Laurie in it. And he was also the Lion King, uh, Zazu, the, the bird <laughs> yeah. in that originally in the, like the 90s version. Uh, but, but the show dragged. And Trevor is this menace to society. I didn't particularly like him by the end. I still thought the Bergenbottens got sort of a slight shift because the way they got arrested, it's not the way that like it would work. So he overhears these robbers. And then the next scene we see is that the cops pull up to the house with one of the robbers in the back. And then he points at the house that he already tried to rob at the first person who comes out. And he's like, that's the guy who hired me. And why would the cops believe him? Because this also helps the robber's jail sentence, I assume, if they can prove that yeah. it's like a Jesse Smollett situation where it's like, <laughs> oh, no, he actually. Why would they take their word for that? Like, they must have other evidence. And why would they take him from the prison to the actual place as if that was like some sort of proof? But isn't, isn't that kind of diving a little deep? Like, I feel like this is a show that was just made to be funny. And then the premise wasn't really that thought out beyond the fact that this guy is trying to kill this bee. I mean, it's the only thing I have to cling to plot wise. Mm. Everything else is just this nonsensical, like trying to swat a bee and it gets old. And the suspension of disbelief I have, like you need some of it for a show like this. And I, I was just never on Trevor's side. Maybe if I was five years old, but this can't just be for five year olds, right? It was put on no, Netflix. Yeah, it it felt like it. it was supposed to be for everyone. Yeah. I feel like it was made for people who really like Mr. Bean. And then we're like kind of going in to see like a Atkinson show again. Or like Pee Wee Herman. I know they brought him back. Yeah. And so that felt a little bit like what they were trying to do here. 
again, Tom and Jerry, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. The length was Queeby style. I had a hit, hidden feeling that this was shot as a movie. Like that's what they originally intended it to be. Then they realized it was so bad. And they were like, well, if we deliver it in tiny bite-sized portions, people won't notice. Well, from what I understand, every single episode is supposed to end with a cliffhanger though, right? Uh, that's what that's what like i kept on reading and everything that like every episode ended with a cliffhanger because i the agree with episodes you. connected so quickly if you're just watching it straight like it immediately went into the next episode like the cliffhanger if you want to call it the cliffhanger is him going upstairs in one episode mm, okay that's more like a cutscene that you get in the sims video game or something if that exists i don't even know do they have cutscenes in sims i don't think so anyways <laughs> it just didn't feel that important the biggest cliffhanger they might have had is when the robbers showed up in the end of the fifth episode and then the sixth episode they're breaking in but yeah it's not a dramatic series it's not intense at all it's just a man who should know better <laughs> a, a better version of these type of things where everything can go wrong or everything that can go wrong goes wrong murphy's law yeah right is like the worst week of my life where this guy is trying to get married and he just keeps on like meet the parents style where like he's supposed to be a reasonable guy but then like things around him happen that aren't his fault mm. this it seemed like everything was his fault and they weren't they had to play treat with kid gloves where they couldn't ever do something crazy like if he had actually killed the dog that may have actually been kind of funny you yeah because it's just like oh my god you've completely lost it and then but but the I, way that they tried to deal with it here is that they could never go too far with a joke or they could never go to the point where he was just criminally insane right. really like with mr bean almost <laughs> yeah. and so it just wasn't as clever and uh, then Todd Margaret is also a better version of it for the reasons I've listed already. So overall out of 10, what would you give it? Four. I would give it a four out of 10. I would not watch this show. I would go watch Mr. Bean instead because there's still clips on YouTube. The only heart that they gave it besides Mr. Bean's character, or sorry, Rowan Atkinson's character, Trevor, was the bee itself. At the end, they tried to explain the reason right. why the I bee saw a reporter was trying. Say, I saw a reporter say that they felt bad for the bee when they were talking to Atkinson about it after seeing a certain episode, and I wonder what they meant by that. In like the eighth episode or, or one of the last episodes, they show this video where he's on YouTube. This is the same YouTube that he uses to make a bomb, which I don't think you can actually make a bomb with a youtube video well, yeah, obviously. yeah like I, I think they take down those videos but he sees that it's a solitary bee and that solitary bees live their lifestyle with no friends and that they just roam around and that they're they don't have a hive to go back to and then i looked up solitary bee because i was like this looked like a bumblebee to me the whole time or, or at least like a specific type of bee and apparently they are a thing and uh, there's just a lot of species out there but they're less sad they're more just like they hang out with each other like they'll go they'll live next to each other but they don't make honey and they just pollinate things so i mean they're just bees the, there's nothing super sad about them or anything. Well, talking about the bee, like you said, it was computer animated, and I just thought that like a random like the production, production company like did it. But uh, Atkinson said that it was done by Framework, and I was just expecting to see maybe a couple films or anything. No, Framework has done visual effects for every single big film. It feels like in the 21st century, they Shrek. worked on they worked on no, they worked on The Dark Knight, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One. Gravity, Doctor Strange 2, Fantastic Beast 3, Top Gun Maverick. They won the visual effects for Blade Runner 2049. Cool. Uh, and then, like, for TV shows as well, His Dark Materials, Wheel of Time, Miss Marvel, The Crown, Season 5, all shows that we've reviewed. And then they even worked on video games also, like Halo 4 and Borderlands. So so when I saw that, like, they were doing this show, I was like, how realistic does the bee look? <laughs> Well, I don't think it's just the bee. I think it's also the fire that he starts and the bomb that he sets off and, and maybe some of the car stuff 
because I'm not sure if they actually had like a Jaguar on set and whether or not he was driving it and stuff. But the bee was like, there's nothing wrong with that CGI. You can clearly tell it's not a bee, but you're not supposed to really think it is one because of like all the stuff it's doing. Like it's, yeah, right. it's tapping I, on the glass and stuff. But like it, it looks close enough where we're definitely in 2022 and you it's better than it would have been 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So like they do a fine job. Overall, the reviews have kind of been mixed. It has like a seven on IMDb. All the reviews are around like mid sevens. I think like as 7.5s for almost everything. Is that audience score that I'm seeing on your paper a reflection of the critic audience score or the audience, for audience tomatoes? Score? Yes. It's the same. It's 62%. For both. Yeah. So I just fall into that like a little bit of a minority, but I still think I'd be in the majority when I say that this is kind of, it drags forever. And that, that Atkinson's uh, acting has gone praised across the board though. Like every single review has been like- It's just him. Like, how can you not praise the guy who put his heart and soul into it? But like, it's one joke yeah. for the majority of it. And then the other jokes that come along way later, if you were to start at episode five. So for a while while I was watching it, once the robbers appeared, I was like, finally, we're moving. And he's still trying to catch the bee. You could technically root out the first five episodes. Like watch those on well, your own yeah, time no, no. and then just start watching at episode five. But then it immediately resolves the robber issue until the very, very, very end. And then it, it becomes more of like this nonsensical plot that really doesn't go anywhere like it's him secluded in this house and maybe if they had brought in that out and made it like him attacking the world so that like that was at his disposal but that comes back to like why would the bee still be annoying him outside yeah. of the house I atkinson said that like you could watch probably episode eight then episode three like you don't have to necessarily watch it in order except for the last one <laughs> um the guardian gave it a good review saying four out of five stars the actors as comic best who goes on a rage spree they said that they would have given it five out of five stars but there was two problems the bee was like under characterized the second problem was that product placement was like unremitting. Apparently there was a lot of it in the show. Did you realize that? I'm trying to think now. Um, Apparently German. Oh, oh, like, no, I wasn't. There were a few like smart devices that they were using. Like I think they used an, an Echo Dot or something at one point. And then um, the cool, the coolest thing that they had in the house probably to me was the piano because he had this like computer program next to it where I know there are pianos that can play songs that you choose, but yeah. this one can learn any song that you just need to download. And then the piano just plays How it often for you. you use and it? then he can also play the piano. And then there's one point when the bee gets into the piano and he starts to try to play the piano to kill the bee. That seems funny. That though. was probably the best like way that he tried to kill the bee the rest of the stuff was ridiculous but like yeah like he gets it stuck in a microwave and then he turns on the microwave and then somehow the bee like survives that all right yeah ready steady cut gave the show three and a half out of five stars and then hollywood insider gave it uh, a negative review saying that now having seen man vs. Bee, i unfortunately have to say i found it rather disappointing yeah. calling it tame like you did so yeah, yeah. I, again, I I really like a Rowan Atkinson. I think that he deserves his own shows um, and that he can continue, but just not with this one. Like, this one's just a dud. I'm team. not sure if the, it's even going to be going for a second season, given just the plot. <laughs> did you hear Did you hear that um, Time Traveler's Wife and also... Yeah, Time Traveler's Wife got canceled. Yeah, Why Women Kill was canceled. After Why being Women renewed. Kill was canceled? Yeah, it had been greenlit for a third season, and then it got canceled. Oh, that makes me Full sad. shows that we've done in the past. But for Time Traveler's Wife, I was pretty sure... Like, I think I said in the podcast that it might not make yeah. it past season season one yeah all right thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode bye bye